0: everybody it's time once again for another episode of funnel radio right here in the funnel radio channel for at work listeners like you today as always we're privileged to have with us the founder of funnel radio the man behind the funnel himself jim Obermeyer. hey jim Thank you, Paul. Paul Roberts is our producer for all programs on the Funnel Radio channel. Today's program is entitled, How to Manage Teams Remotely, Pivoting to Remote Work, How to Keep Your Team Healthy and Productive in the Wake of the Coronavirus. I've got a special guest today, David Krieger. David is the founder and president of Sales Roads, a business-to-business appointment setting, lead generation, and sales outsourcing company. He's been named as one of the most influential leaders in the sales lead management association. I usually ask the host to talk about their company, but I'm going to do it myself today because I've known sales roads for about the last six or seven years. I was introduced to them when David was a guest with vanilla Soft on a program we had on the SLMA sales roads is a, it's a company that focuses on developing and implementing high quality professional business to business inside sales teams for its clients and its turnkey solutions. These include recruiting, training, and retaining highly skilled workforces, developing powerful call approaches, rebuttal strategies, and leveraging the latest technologies to build pipeline, increase sales, and lower its clients' cost sale. David, let's get started on this program, and I'm really enthusiastic about this, how to manage teams remotely. Let's tell everybody how you got into this subject, and it really comes back to sales roads is founded on managing its team remotely and you've been doing it for 13 years so you've got some expertise here tell people how to do it in these trying times
1: yeah so thank thank you jim and it's nice to be with you today and i think this is definitely an important topic as as we've seen companies pivoting to remote work because they have to in the wake of what what we're dealing with as a as a country and and as a as a as a world community and so I started SalesRoads almost 13 years ago, and the the vision for the company was to have everybody working out of their home offices. Actually, SalesRoads' legal name, our original name, is Home Base USA. And we did change it to SalesRoads just to, to explain what we do for our clients versus how we do it, but the way we do it is Our whole team of SDRs works out of their home offices around the country, doing the same type of work that a lot of those same professionals would do from an office, and now in the wake of the coronavirus are finding themselves now having to do from home. And so I do appreciate the opportunity to talk about some of the things that we've developed over the past 13 years to really make remote work shine and be a positive for both companies, employees, and all of our clients, because I think it is really an effective way of working And I think companies are going to increasingly see that as they've had to pivot to remote work, and they're going to see the benefits of remote work as long as it's managed effectively. And we'll talk about some of the things that we do in order to make sure that you can really make remote a positive for your organization or your
0: sales team. Well, I notice here, um, we've talked about this, you've been named to the Inc. 5000 and been named a great place to work for four years running, and that doesn't happen by accident from your people. So Let's get into this. I'm glad you're willing to share this with people. David, the floor is yours. So I think the first thing I'd like to
1: to talk about, and I think people might be hesitant about it as as you pivot to remote work, is that one of the key tenants of remote work is both freedom of our employees and trust of our employees. And if we pivot and allow people to work from home, but we're constantly worried about what they're doing, pinging them, calling them, making sure that they're being productive, doing what they're, they're needing to do, your remote work will fail. And so the foundation of remote work, I believe, is both giving employees freedom to work remotely at this point, it's, it's by necessity, but in general, having the freedom for people to be able to work from home, not having to commute, they can choose where they live, they can be close to family, they don't have to work, be tied to a certain job, they can move to different places and they can really live the life that they want to live, you know, and not be tied down by a job, but still have meaningful work to do, just do it remotely. So that first part is that freedom. And then secondly is trust. Just because people aren't in your office doesn't mean they're not being productive. And in many ways, we found that people are more productive working from home. They don't have the time of commute. They aren't being pinged all day long and and having meetings necessarily all day long people walking into their offices. And so we believe that people really can be extremely productive, much more productive in a remote environment rather than in a centralized environment. But you have to trust your people. And that doesn't mean that you don't hold them accountable. And you don't have goals and you don't have projects. The first thing is, and, and we do this you know, as best practices, obviously in, in a centralized environment is, is important to give your team KPIs and key goals and metrics that they're driving towards. And the sales teams, which are probably the predominant folks who are listening to this, this podcast, that's not for right? So hopefully you have all of your KPIs in place. You know how many dials or connections, appointments, sales, what the quota is, and that's made very clear to your whole team. And so that's as important in a remote environment, if not more important, right? So we know what we're all driving towards. But then you allow your team to have the freedom to drive towards those goals. You don't need to ping them or give them a call, You know, have you booked an appointment, what are your dials, things like that. You've got the metrics, right? And you need to allow your team to sort of shine and know that they're gonna do what they need to do in order to drive those metrics. Otherwise, they're gonna feel more burned out in a remote environment, have less job satisfaction, whereas remote work time and time again, if managed properly, can give higher job satisfaction and higher production um, metrics. So. You establish the KPIs, so we have very clear KPIs for all of our SDRs, all of our managers, all of our coaches, and our executive team. And then you establish, instead of pinging people and, and checking in to see if they're working and calling them, you establish very good, rigid meeting rhythms. That doesn't mean you have meetings all day long, but you have meeting rhythms that everybody can expect. So how we do it at SalesRoads is based on a few different things. First, we have a daily huddle. So our SDRs have a quick daily huddle, the management uh, of the SDRs, the coaches have a daily huddle, and then the executive team has a daily huddle. And nobody is on more than two daily huddles. And those daily huddles can be three to five minutes. You can come up with your own agenda, but for us, we talk about your key goal for the day. What's your key metric? What is a win that you had? Is there some place that you're stuck and you need some help, and you don't necessarily solve it on the huddle, but you take that offline with your manager or somebody else. And then we usually end with a quick team chair. So that way you're facilitating great communication on a daily basis without checking in all the time. Right? Then you have your weekly structured meeting, and that can run anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes where you go over full KPIs for the team, talk about things that you might be changing for the program, what's working, what's not working. And then we like to have a section of time where there might be one key issue that we're trying to all understand and solve as a team. And we dedicate time to that during that meeting that can free up people tremendously moving forward, whether it's a sales ops issue or whether it's a a certain type of product issue that we're having trouble speaking about and and things like that. And then obviously you have your weekly one-on-ones with your coaches, your managers, and that rhythm allows you to make sure you're checking in, talking to your the people on your team about what's working and what's not working on a one-on-one basis. And then lastly, from a company standpoint, especially in a remote environment, we find it's very helpful to have quarterly company-wide meetings. We call these town halls, where we go over everything that's been going on from a company-wide level. What types of deals have we closed? what What projects are we working on? What things can we improve? We get feedback from the team. And that way we're establishing fantastic communication And I know that sounds like a lot, but if you think about all the different meetings that people have throughout the day or the time that they're spending with somebody walking into their office or on a quick call to check in on things, it's much more efficient. And then you free up all that other time to allow people to just sell or focus on the projects that they're doing. So you're facilitating great communication without micromanaging. So I'll pause there for a second. That's the first part that's just so key in remote work.
0: Well, it certainly sounds like it saves a lot of time for the worker what they consider very often nonsense or make work, meetings and walking around, socializing and doing a lot of it, just stopping the commute is a big help. What about people who want to do this regularly? Would their main motivation simply be because then they don't have the the, the big rent of the building that they've got to have everybody housed in? Is that a driver? So for us, it is not.
1: Do we save money on overhead and things like that? Yes, you know, we, don't, we don't have to have a big office to do what we do. But I'd say it's a byproduct and it's sort of the gravy on top. I believe for the long term, if people do decide to pivot more to remote work, which I think we're gonna see, I think we're gonna see that's one of the, the things that's gonna change about remote, uh, about work at, in the wake of, of, of the, the coronavirus it's a better way to work for a number of different reasons. Some that I've enumerated, whereas I do believe if managed correctly, productivity can go up. Secondly, happiness of employees can go up. And we'll talk about counteracting some of the negative aspects of isolation and things like that. But there's ways to do that in a remote environment. But overall, people aren't feeling like they're having to have long commutes. They can live where they want. They have freedom. But also, one of the things that we've really found is that if we had built our whole business in the South Florida area, we are limited to the talent of the South Florida area, whereas we're able to recruit and find the best sales talent wherever they may live, whether it is in Idaho or it's in New Mexico or or wherever, and we're able to open up the recruiting to find the best people for the job, they don't have to necessarily be sitting in, in Fort Lauderdale. And so we found that the increase in productivity, the increase in happiness, and the increase in finding the best people is really the three true benefits of, of remote work. And yes, there is less overhead costs, but I wouldn't uh, urge companies to do it because of that. I would say that that's just sort of the,
0: the cherry, cherry on top. Repeat the three reasons again, the three happiness reasons that
1: you just gave. The three, Yeah, so the three reasons that remote work, I believe, is a better way to operate organizations is one, you see higher productivity. There's less distractions. People are able to focus on their work. They don't have the commute. You see higher degrees of happiness and and job satisfaction because people are able to not have long commutes, which can adversely affect happiness. And then thirdly is that you can recruit the best people wherever they may live.
0: That is great. Thank you. I just want to make sure people understood it. That's what I always tell people when I find out that I didn't write the three key things down. Uh, in my notes here. So I tell people, <laughs> it's good for everyone else to, to hear that. How about this uh, addressing feelings of isolation and loneliness when people are working from home? How are you able to overcome that?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to take one step back and look at that as a bigger question, and I'll dive into it of culture. Because I think if you have a vibrant culture and a, a vibrant connected company, you can overcome those feelings of isolation and loneliness in a, in a remote environment. Um, some people who I've spoken to have felt, well, one of the reasons to not go remote is you just can't replicate your culture. In remote, And you can't have that vibe, that sales vibe, you know, where, where there's this humming going on when people are getting sales and things like that. And I respectfully disagree. I believe that you can create an extremely dynamic culture as long as you're taking the right steps. And many of those are the, the same steps that you would take in a centralized office, but you've just done it in a different way. And so over the past 13 years at SalesRoads, we we've just come up with a culture that I'm so proud of. So many people who have never met uh, believe that some of the people at SalesRoads are their best friends. They look at them as their, their best friends and they have never met. We have amazing town halls where we're doing awards and people are excited. We leverage Slack in ways where people are just celebrating successes. And people have, have come, and I've never said this myself, but they say that we're, we're the sales Roads family. And these are people who have never, never met and never been in a centralized environment. But we've created an amazing fabric of people who care about each other and and feel interconnected. And so the way that we create that is, first, it's important to have some of your core values. You know, what what are the things that you believe in as a company and you believe the type of individuals you want to have as, as part of this organization who embody those core values? And that's true in any organization, but I think it's very true in remote work. And then what we do with those core values is obviously we're very rigid in, in the way that we hire people and fire people based upon those core values, but we celebrate it. we celebrate it every day in our huddles we're shouting out core values and then we'll celebrate that in Slack where we'll say that this person you know went above and beyond um, you know or was a positive and constructive team player and we really celebrate being part of having those core values and and we we have core value awards in our quarterly town halls. And then you know and so i can 't stress this enough Slack is such a wonderful tool for I think work and remote environment we have we use our general channel we are an appointment setting company, and so whenever people get appointments, their coach or manager slacks that out that they got an appointment, and other people congratulate them, they have little stars on it, they comment on it, they emoji it, and everyone 's just really excited and we see that just piping through the general channel all day long. And you know when people get several appointments where you know, we have different terminology for different numbers of appointments that people have, and we just make it fun and celebrate those successes. We also have a channel in Slack that's called The Water Cooler. So every day, one employee is nominated to ask a question in The Water that other employees, and it's all, you, know, you don't have to answer or you don't have to ask a question, but other employees comment on. So like a question could be, what's the view outside your window? people take pictures with their smartphones and they show you know what their work environment is like or what was your first car or what the first concert you went to the other day which I love, was just telling me a little bit about yourself and and something that nobody else knows and people divulge this over the water cooler and it's really been an amazingly meaningful way for everybody to get to know each other on different levels without having an actual water cooler to, to gather around and then we have happy hours just like everybody else. We'll have a Friday happy hour where people can go out to a bar um, and, you know, they'll send us a picture. We all go out at the same time and, you know, they can expense the, the bar tab to SalesRoads and we all post about it. We're slacking while we're doing it. We've had remote pizza parties, pizza and a movie night. So we try to do fun things in a remote environment. And then lastly, you know, something that we actually just recently started doing, I wish I had done it earlier, is that I, every other Friday, I'm having lunch with five other people at the company. So we set up a Zoom with, with video, and Salesforce pays for their lunch, and we all just talk for an hour, you know, talk about personal things, talk about what's working for them at Salesforce, not working, and we just have lunch together. And I get to really have a more intimate setting with them.
0: It's really interesting. I, all the things we've talked about through the years, and I didn't know to this degree how your company ran. It's really interesting. Matt Hines, I was talking to him the other day. He runs uh, the Sales Pipeline Radio and Hines Marketing. And he said, We're having a virtual happy hour today. Mm-hmm. It's Friday. And I said, What a great idea. And it mm-hmm. turns out you've been doing it for years. One question What's the average age of the people that you're working with? You started this back in 07. So it's not just uh, millennial uh, employees and what have you, they're just not all 20 somethings are happy to work on computers and happy to work remotely. What kind of age spreads do you have there?
1: Yeah. So actually we skew much older than millennials. So uh, a lot of our team is in their late thirties to early sixties. And so we do have an older population. Some who are a little bit more tech challenged. Uh, we do have, uh, you know, IT support and things like that. But as part of the tech stack we've designed, we've made it very easy to use for people and we give them the support that they need. But it's definitely not millennials, though we do have some millennials who do work for us, but it does skew to uh, older than than
0: millennials. Well, I'm glad to hear that you don't discriminate against, uh, age discriminate against the millennials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. In, in any case. You've covered a lot of the benefits. What about the management team? How do they feel about this? Is this something new when somebody gets hired into the management team? Do they accept it eagerly? Do they accept it hesitatingly? And then how do they cope with it as they go along?
1: Yeah, so first of all, we're lucky in the sense that we usually promote from within. So people who were SDRs will then become coaches, who can then become client service managers, become directors. And so usually they started as a remote employee and then they're promoted as a remote employee. And so our whole management team is remote as well. And so they grew up within the company under the remote model. So there are very few people who have come from the outside, though we've had a few. And there's always been suggestions, well, why don't we create a small center in Fort Lauderdale? And I've always felt that, why? Every time they ask a lot of the questions, or they bring up some of the things we've been talking about, I feel that we can do it in a virtual environment. And we've been able to create, in many ways, a core competency around remote work. And so... I don't know if that's a, a fair answer because most people have come up within the company and I know what you're, you're speaking about, Jim. Um, and then a few outside people have never been opposed to it, but they have suggested sometimes, why don't we do it? Uh, have a small group? And I've always felt that it just wasn't necessary.
0: I think you're right. It might create an
1: us versus them. It can do that as well. Yeah, an us versus it, is them more, it is more complicated if you have blended to some degree. Luckily, we've never had to manage to that.
0: We've only got about five minutes left. Can you give us advice to companies? Uh, you come up with a lot of ideas. Can you give some advice on how to start this from scratch?
1: Yeah, first I think is where I started, is resist the temptation because you can't see your people to feel like they're not working and that you have to be on top of them. If you start with that, it's gonna be very hard to make Remote work, work. First of all, your managers are always going to be checking in on people, and your salespeople are going to feel a little bit more disgruntled. So I would say trust your people now, that doesn't mean you don't have your metrics, right? And you don't look at your metrics and then start with that mentality. But then if you don't have it yet, set up a meeting rhythm. You know, you need to be able to have time to go through the metrics with each of your reps, with your team, and hold them accountable to those metrics on a weekly basis or minimum weekly basis. And so I think thinking through what meeting rhythm works for you and your team is a great first step. And then third is I would make sure you're having some fun. Have fun with remote work. I've seen it on LinkedIn already, and I think it's great. Have people sit, send pictures of their home offices to one another. Have your first virtual happy hour on Friday, saying we all, made it, we're all, you know, going to crack open a beer and, and have fun with it. I think those are the first three things that I would, would tackle. Is one, your check your mindset, make sure you aren't feeling like you have to micromanage. Second, make sure you've got your meeting rhythms so you don't have to micromanage and you can still keep remote teams accountable in a remote environment and third have fun with it allow people to enjoy it allow people to to have fun with being remote and even you know encourage one other thing about the loneliness factor is you know allow people to call each other you know, during the day and check in with them or, or slack each other from a social standpoint, you know, their friends and whatnot. Don't, don't crack down on anything like that. You want to allow people to foster relationships and things like that, as long as they're still working towards their their metrics and being held towards their, uh, accountable for their KPIs.
0: This has been a great podcast. I think it's very timely. And I think people will see ultimately it's the beginning of maybe the new types of work we people have been working for home for the last 10, 15 years, but this is a slightly different take on it. And many agencies do this and many, some sales groups do it, but not to this, not to this degree. David, how can someone reach you if they want to talk about this a little bit more?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So please, if if anyone has any questions or is is struggling with how to make remote work, please reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm active on LinkedIn. Uh, You can find me there just by typing in my name, David Krieger. Um, And you can always call me or shoot me an email. My direct number is 954-340-6760. Or my email is just david at salesroads.com, David at salesroads.com and ask me any questions. I'm happy to help out. I know this can be a trying time, especially because it's been, been jarring and people have to do it so quickly. But I think if done right, I know if done right, you're going to see some some really positive things about managing your team remotely. And so happy to help in any way I can.
0: So David okay. to finish up here, I understand that your Sales Roads website is going to have a portion just dedicated to how to manage teams remotely is that correct that's correct so yeah
1: if you if you go to our website there'll be a button uh, soon on the homepage and, and as well in the blog section on how to manage teams remotely it will go over some tips and best practices some technologies to use to help facilitate communication and we really hope it's it's
0: helpful for the whole community David Grieger sales roads founder of sales roads thank you very much for your program today how to manage teams remotely Pivoting to remote work, how to keep your team healthy and productive in the week of the coronavirus. David, thank you very much. Thank you, Jim. Good to be with you. You've been listening to another episode of Funnel Radio, the feature program on the Funnel Radio channel for at-work listeners like you.